Welcome to the podcast at thatguitarlover.com. I'm your host, Ross Chevalier. This episode, I want to look at what is needed to get started recording yourself at home. I'm going to break this into simple-to-understand component parts. At the core of recording is the DAW. The DAW is the software that allows you to store your recordings, to edit them, to manage your individual tracks, and to mix them together into a final song. Initially, DAWs started out very complex, and many players avoided them because of the steep learning curve. Some hardware components that I will speak to later also include access to a DAW, typically a light version of the full function product. Unfortunately, in many cases, these products are so constrained as to be unusable, or they have a learning curve with the steepness of a cliff face, and that dissuades people from using them. If your computer is a Macintosh, you already own what is, in my opinion, the best DAW to get started with that can still produce professional-sounding songs. This DAW is called GarageBand. It's awesome. If your computer is a Windows machine, and you don't want to spend any money on a DAW up front, consider Cakewalk from BandLab. I'm not a personal user of this product, but I've spoken to a number of Windows users and they like it a lot. They say it's quick, easy to learn, and it costs nothing. For people who are cross-platform, having computers of both types, Studio One 5 Prime from PreSonus is also but it's a bit limited, although it is a wonderful gateway to a higher level paid version that provides professional options. I'm going to propose that folks starting out that learning Ableton Live Lite or Pro Tools first, which often come free with your hardware purchase, is a longer learning curve, and the products flame out in functionality fairly quickly that requires you to upgrade to a paid version. These entry versions are free, but the coupon in the hardware box doesn't actually mean anything, because you didn't need to buy the hardware to get this free starter version. I'm not saying that either are bad products, only that their learning curve is a bit steep. Your DAW software stores your songs as projects. Each project is composed of track. It could be as simple as a single track or multi-track, potentially dozens of tracks. Each track is a single instrument or vocal, generally, and you can manage and control each track independently when editing. When you move to the mixing stage of your process, you can control the tracks in relation to each other, loudness, volume, that sort of thing, placement in the sound field, and you can also modify their sounds through the use of another piece called plugins. Plugins are additional software that perform specific functions, such as adding reverb or delay. Each track can use whatever plugins that you like. Plugins consume processing power, so that's a consideration. Some DAWs come with a starter set of plugins. Can't speak to Cakewalk, but I will say that GarageBand gets a bunch included, as does Studio One. Very often, these starter sets of plugins are all most folks ever need to do what they need to do at home. Another value add from a decent DAW will be loops. A loop is a musical sequence, rarely as a sound file, but more often as a MIDI file 
that delivers specific musical sections for the purpose of creating backing tracks. The nice thing about MIDI loops is they're not time dependent. You choose the tempo and the loop moves to fit. Most all DAWs include a selection of drum loops. GarageBand even has different drummers, basically program styles, as well as a variety of different drum kits to get different sounds. I find these drum loops really handy if you're recording on your own, because you can load the loop, set the tempo, and let a loop as long as you need, and you've got a backing drum track. Surely not the same thing as a real human drummer, but probably good enough to get started with. Some DAWs also include MIDI loops for bass, for keyboards, and even other instruments like horns. Such DAWs will also work with an outboard keyboard controller, which is basically a piano-style keyboard with a smaller number of keys, that's connected to the computer by USB to allow you to create musical passages for editing into your own instrument loops. Do be assured that you can get by for a long time using just the free loops that come with your DAW before needing to go out and buy a keyboard controller and create your own. If you play with other folks, a DAW allows you to take sound files recorded by others and insert them into your project. It's very common these days to see records being made where the musicians are never in the same place at the same time. Now that you have your DAW, your starter plugins, and some suitable loops, how do we go about getting the instrument into the computer? We call this device the audio interface. And you can spend a little or spend a lot. I would encourage you not to spend a lot of money until you determine that this is something that's really important to you where you need a lot of inputs. Inexpensive units from PreSonus, Focusrite, as well as the Universal Audio Volt line all connect directly to the computer by USB. There are more expensive interfaces that use high-performance Thunderbolt connectivity, but honestly, you don't need to go there at this point. Do look for an audio interface with at least two inputs that can be either microphone or line level, as well as having a high impedance. We'll call that instrument level input. This is where you would plug your car in, for example. I like looking at starter kits that include the audio interface, all the needed cables, and at least a microphone. This kind of kit covers you for instruments, vocals, or putting a microphone in front of an acoustic guitar or to record your amplifier. Keyboards can go into the line-in jacks if you wish. Electronic keyboards, obviously, but you could mic up an acoustic keyboard. If your intent is to mic up an entire drum kit, that's a little bit more complex. But do remember that back in the 60s, they recorded lots of really solid drum track using just two overhead microphones and a little bit of practice. This can get you going without having to buy into a much more expensive interface and multiple microphones. While I have not personally used the Volt series from Universal Audio, I do use their Thunderbolt interfaces in my studios. I think that the Thunderbolt interfaces are awesome, but they're rather pricey. I do have a couple of the Focusrite Scarlet interfaces that I use for fieldwork and quick recording, and I find them to be of excellent value. Fender Musical Instruments acquired PreSonus at the end of 2021, and one thing it's done is improve the availability of the PreSonus gear 
in a greater range of stores, and the quality is really quite good. Your audio interface will have a headphone jack. Don't buy one that doesn't have one. I recommend using better quality over-the-ear headphones instead of earbuds in order to get the best representation of your sound. Something like the Audio-Technica AT40 headphones are a great set, but where you're not spending a ton of money to get them. If you want to hear the sound of your recordings through speakers, your audio interface will often have line-out Connect these jacks to a pair of studio monitors. The PreSonus units are very good entry-level monitors. And if you can spend a bit more, the KRK line is, in my opinion, a bit better sound. Again, there's no need to spend thousands on a set of focals when you're just having fun recording at home. Don't need to go bankrupt to do this. I do want to talk a little bit about plugins because this area is where things could get right out of hand. In fact, a lot of starter recorders get a little bit inundated with the number of plug-in options and they don't know what to buy. Think of a plug-in as a module that you load on a track to perform a function. You might get a plug-in that does reverb or some kind of modulation or delay. You can also get plugins that will emulate the sound of a vintage microphone preamp or the channel strip from a classic console. The number of options can appear endless, and plugins beyond those which come with your DAW are not free. There are a number of plugin makers, and they each do their own thing. The challenge with this is if, for example, you were looking for a plugin that had the sound and character of an old Neve 1073 preamp, you will likely find dozens of options. My advice to you as you're starting out, is start your recording without buying any plugins until you can determine specifically what's missing from your recordings, if anything, and where you want to take them. Over the years, I've purchased plugins from multiple makers, and each has its own strengths and weaknesses. So my recommendation is you get comfortable with recording before you get heavy into plugins. Now it's time to record some. Turn on your computer and launch your DAW. You're going to choose to create a new song, and because you're going to play your instrument, when prompted for what kind of track to create, choose instrument. Connect your guitar to your interface and set the track in the DAW to read that input. Basically, you're going to say, track one should connect to input one on my interface. This is simpler than it sounds. Now connect your guitar to that interface and set the track in the DAW to be ARM. We call it, this is being made record ready. And typically it's a button labeled R in most all DAWs. And what that will do is activate the track to accept input on that input. Input on that input, that sounds a little funny. Strum a chord and raise the slider until the loudest part that you're playing, it's about minus six on the meter. That's about as loud as you need to get to. No need to push all the way up to zero. The nice thing about having these sliders is that you can have very explicit control over the level of the track as you record it. You don't want to over-record the track, but you also don't want to record it too low. Once you've got your levels set and you're feeling comfortable, 
When you're ready, press the record button in the DAW and play. Storage on a computer is cheap, so feel free to do multiple takes. If something goes wrong, well, that's pretty normal. Just stop, breathe for a and give it another go. If your personality says, oh, I want to stop every time and restart for each take, that's fine. But if you want to just let it run and not worry about it, that's going to be fine too. Because when you're finished recording, after you've taken a break and you're ready, you're going to come back, disarm recording on the track, and scroll back to the start. Your DAW has a play button. And when you hit play, you're going to hear your recording. And from there, you will decide which take you like, and you can trim away what you don't like. This podcast obviously is not going to teach you to use your DAW, but the benefit of both GarageBand and Cakewalk is the ton of simple training videos available to watch that don't dive too deep into stuff that doesn't matter to you at this point. This is why I emphasize the importance of starting with a DAW that's easy to use and has a very smooth learning curve. Learning to record at home does not take a ton of kit. It takes you and a bit of your time to learn the basics, and then you're off to the races. Anybody can record at home. So, have a go and jump right in. As always, thanks for listening, and until next time, peace. (laughs) 